A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Red Men Radio, the Liverpool podcast. Um, this week brought to you in association with conquering all of Europe. Um, well, you know, the, 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 the part of Europe that is Manchester. It was good fun. Um, Chris Pajak joins me to discuss it. We've cobbled this podcast a little bit together more than normal, so we, the, the normal structure's gone out the window because, let's be honest, Chris. Well, no, we do have it. We do. I know, look, normally, and people watching on the YouTube channel, we normally, I always have bits of paper in front of me. Normally, I have it structured out what goes where. Uh, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 10 loosely scribbled points from the Liverpool Man City and we may leg. we may not even have 10 points because I'm not sure you can read all of them I can't I defo can't read no I can <laughs> I can I can read I, I can just about read them all I think I think we're okay um, but yeah we were going to do we, you know we could have done the normal podcast but look because that, that game last night that tie overall it's the biggest thing happening in the world and not just in Liverpool um, it would be remiss of us not to talk about and to be honest be asked. Be asked. I'm not ready to talk about this. anything else. Exactly. I want to talk about Man City. I want to talk about Liverpool best in them. I want to talk about Jürgen Klopp outsmarting Pep Guardiola. I want to talk more about Robertson, Trent, Lovren, mm-hmm. Van Dijk. I want to talk about all of them. Yeah, so those of you who've already watched or listened to the Final Words show, um, consider this a, a, a companion piece to it. We, we, we did the best part of an hour uh, reviewing the game, four of us in the studio on the normal couches. We got to the end and I was like, what about we didn't talk about this, we didn't talk about this, we didn't talk about this, so this is where we talk about all the other bits and pieces. So if you're wondering why we're talking about some of the more random moments of the game, uh, we have done it in a lot more depth and detail, and Chris has done the uh, statistical and tactical analysis of the game as well. It's on the website, so if you need more, there's there's more. There's always more, because uh, why wouldn't there be? What point that you wanted to, to, to kick this off with, Chris, was the, and I use your, your wording on this, the bastardry. Of Liverpool. Yeah. I, before we do though, can I just apologise to everyone? I'm a touch horse today. I don't know if it's got on. We'll, pre- we'll press through. I thought you were going to say something else then. I thought you were going to say I'm a touch horny today. I'm and a I don't know where that was today, going, Chris. to be honest with you, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't need to vocalise that. <laughs> it just is I what it the is. the table was on a slant. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, the, the bastardry of Liverpool. We've, we've, we've bemoaned that this side's a bit too nice at times. And I think there are occasions in that game where maybe we were a bit too nice. A good example of this being Sadio Mane gets pushed by Edison four times. If at any time during that, he crumples to the floor holding his face, I think Edison gets a red card. Mm. I think we were we were, we were bastards the way that, to some extent, like... I'm wary of saying this out loud, but I'm going to do it anyway. 
top quality mid nineties Man United had a bit of this, and it's the kicking people behind the refs back. Virgil Van Dijk in particular oh, had a little bit of this. Mate. Um, but we were in general. In general, terms, I think we were a lot. We were nastier where we needed to. Yeah, be. we were, and we we took advantage of everything that we could do. You know, there was a couple of minutes into the game, and we were time wasting. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and, and you're thinking to yourself, this isn't this isn't the Liverpool that we've seen so far this season. This is the West Brom we've been watching for 15 years come to Anfield. And Palace and Watford yes. and West Ham and yes. Stoke. Yeah, name all of them. They're all exactly the same. And we took a little bit of that and used that against Manchester City. And not only did it frustrate them, it frustrated the crowd as yeah. well. Um, and we used it to our advantage and we didn't let the crowd booing and hissing get on top of us. Yeah. You know, Trent Alexander-Arnold typified that for me mm-hmm. when he was messing around with the ball well, on the wing. Chris, we, we, we'll talk about the goalkeeper a bit in a second, but we were booting the ball into the stands at every given opportunity. And then the, the ball boys cottoned on, so they started this quick change thing. So what did we do? Trent started saying the ball's flat. Basically, Trent goes, well, OK, give me the ball back there quickly. Oh, oh, I'm not quite sure about this referee. I think this one, not quite regulation PSI. Um... And so it forces another chance. Then they can't find the spare ball. Brilliant. And then he's Talking 10 yards minutes. further down the pitch as well. Amazing. And and then he takes a throw and it's crap, by the way. But um, <laughs> it's fine. We, we lost the ball and we were under the cash again. I love Trent Alexander-Arnold. And he has been almost the consummate right-back in this, over this tie. He is shit at taking throwings. There's one thing, Jürgen. Jürgen, if you're watching. And look, I know they're not a massive thing. And I know you very rarely get caught for foul throws as well. Uh he did get called up for two against Crystal Palace. Just let, just make Trent practice his throwings just a little bit. I'm just saying, it's, it's the only floor in his otherwise immaculate uh, performance. But everybody, everybody was at it, weren't they? You, you mentioned the Virgil van Dijk one. He literally whipped up Raheem Sterling as he walked past yes. him with a little back heel. Cheeky it back. was but class. This, this one I'm talking about, he doesn't do it in front of him. It is, he just, he just, just puts a little heel out there. Sterling goes down. Sterling loses his shit. Sterling's lucky, Paul. He's lucky that he runs with his arms in front of him because otherwise he's landing <laughs> flat on his face. Yeah. Oh my God. Whoop whoop. <laughs> yeah. oh lucky God. they're right there anyway. Mate. Broken nose, Chris. <laughs> um, no, it was. It was uh, that 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 bit from Virgil I thought was outstanding. I saw Andy Robertson kick the ball forty yards back to our goalkeeper about twenty seconds after the whistle had blown for it. Well, whatever it was, it was a free kick or a, or a throwing or whatever. And. Um, just fantastic. The one I want to single out for this, and we'll talk about it as performance in general, actually. Loris Karius. Mm. I haven't really talked about him at all since the since the end of the game, but we remarked during the game from minute one until minute what it was, 92, 93, or whatever, he he took every possible second out of the game. He absolutely that he could. He took the piss. Yeah. He did. And it it was those, you know, the ones, I mean, you pointed that out during the game, so I'll let you talk about about what happened every time he picked the ball up. But the goal kicks, moving it to the other side. Yep. You know, we've seen those tricks. That's a Wayne Hennessy trick, isn't it? Yep. Um, we've seen them all the time. Ben Foster literally lives for that shit. Yeah, he does. And you know what? Fine. And if the ball's near him, He's waiting for the ball boy to pick it up and pass it to him. It's and and all the lads did that. Yeah. Like he, the Ashley Cole one. Was it Ashley Cole? Ashley did Cole it against us with the, the throwing Chelsea game, yeah. Where it hit him and it bounced off him. Trent did that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It come off his thigh and rolls down the hill. And then he stood there waiting for a ball to be passed to him because the ball boys are dead quick when yeah. Manchester City are there. So you can understand that he'd want the ball thrown past to him as well. Like. No, I completely agree on that. And I, I it was, we took so much time out of that football match in the first half and here's the thing and I think it's actually almost the story of this game and it's why 
there's a massive there's mass hypocrisy in football because all I I I'm here today. I, you know, I've, I've dragged myself on, on minimal sleep and no voice into 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 into, into the office because because I love it. But the, I I'm seeing the Man City reaction to it and them them cry arson about the referee and all that you know and, and still going on about coach greetings and all that kind of shite. If the roles were reversed in a lot of the things in this game, I would probably be raging too mm. because I've raged on goalkeepers doing the stuff that Loris Carrius mm. was doing, by the way. Time and time again, because you're dead right, I've seen I've seen so many teams rock up to Anfield and they're just playing to not get battered or playing for a draw or whatever. And I've seen them, goalkeepers, take it, take every possible moment to just take the time of a goal kick, move it, stop it, tap your feet together, go and check do your think, posts. Do you think Man City were expecting it? No, I genuinely, and because, and, and to be fair, Jürgen's a little bit like this to some extent, but I think managers who, who have like the, the the lofty ambitions for how the game should be played or whatever, still confounded when people do this. And like I say, I think Jürgen's felt it. But what's telling, and I think what's amazing about Jürgen and Buvac and Co is, there's, I can see, he has adapted to the English game yeah. spectacularly well. And I think he is... You, I can see thing. I can see shades of our performance that they have picked up along the way. Like they've not. They've. It's like cobbled together robotic bodies of the of the evil, the good robotic Bill and Ted from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Like they've just found bits along the way along their journey. They're picking stuff up and they're bolting it on. And it's like tell your goalkeeper to take ages on his goal kicks. It's like boot things out, boot things into touch. Do all do a list of you know we've when quick counter attacks picked that up from Leicester along the way picked this up from this and that and that's wild because we 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 can't unfortunately have a we can't do what City do really in the same in the same way not far off but we, we choose or maybe we choose not to but he always talked about that, like dragging people down to his level and it is all about the bits and pieces thing so Pep Guardiola will have fucking hated that and. I it makes me. That's why he was so enraged at the end of the first half, isn't it? Because the referee, the referee was well, the referee blows up on forty-five, mm. and yet how much stuff happened in that first half? You know what I mean? It shows. Sadio Mane, Otamendi stuff happened in the first half, yep. didn't it? How long did that take? Otamendi's on the floor, the, 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 the ball, ball, the flat ball, all of it happened in the first half, and yet we played forty-five minutes. And that referee was an absolute joke. He really was. I mean, he, he, he I don't know what he was doing. I, I, I've got no idea, but he was a joke for both teams. Well, it yeah. wasn't just for us. Exactly. He was just the joke. There was no bias in his performance in any way, shape, or form. The guy just isn't very good at his job. No, I know, I know. That's it. There was there's, there's an enjoyable buffoonery to it all, um, which I which I take away. You're right, is that it could have gone either way. I mean, just unfortunately from the City perspective, that the bigger moments in the game didn't go their way because of him, understandably. And I think, look, again, we didn't talk about it on the final word at all, but the the Pep Guardiola stuff, him getting sent off, dickhead. Absolute dickhead. You know, he he's I just think he's lost his head in this tie. You know, we talked a little bit I was a bit critical of his of his tactical and uh, and, and team selection because I think he went too big too soon. But I think it all fed into it. I think they their entire game plan was built around getting the job done in the first forty five minutes. And when it didn't go his way in the first forty five minutes, he lost his head. Um and he, I can like understand. I can understand why he did. No, absolutely. But he's um, he's the manager of Manchester City yeah. in the Champions League quarterfinals. So me on the street sitting here talking to you about it, who can understand? That's not what you want. Do you know what I mean? You want an elite manager to be able to take his 
to look around, realise where he is and realise that he's got to adapt and change mm-hmm. and he wasn't able to do that. He let the emotions get the better of him and he let the emotions get the better of him, Paul, because Klopp keeps getting the better of him yeah, and exactly. that's why he was so fucking annoyed. Absolutely, and you could see it just in City's mentality this last week. Their heads have gone big time and it's... Them all, you know, they're all going hand in hand from the from the crowd to the players to to the manager. You're right. You can't afford to do that. What I love, and again, it's easy because history is written by the victors. Jurgen Klopp talking post match, and he said, like, look, going a goal down so early. He basically, as I said, look, it's not cool. It's not what you want. It's not what you plan for. But it's fine because it happens in football. You don't go to pieces when that happens. You've got to go. You just got to go. That's the situation. I mean, now there's no point lamenting it. There's no you can't point do going, anything about it. Exactly, it goes in. Exactly, you've taken a kick off. And the difference between between sides often is how they react to the to the to the failures. Sometimes it's you know you might get a week to prepare between failures, but the truly great sides can adapt within the match. The truly great players, and I and I think we're building. We're, we've built. Uh, a squad with a fantastically strong mentality. I think about players that Liverpool have had in the past who haven't had that. I don't think. And I've I've been a bit mean to Simon Mignolet over the years. I think look, I, I like Mignolet. I think he's fine, and I think he'll go on to have a, he'll, he'll have a long career and he'll be he'll be fine. Only, but I, we, I think Carrie's just got a bit more of the Pepe Reinas about him mm-hmm. in that regard. I just I think he's arrogant enough to not to not be asked. Like I don't think he bothered him. Short term memory loss. Well, exactly. I think that's what you need as a goalkeeper. Yeah, you just I, I what I made a mistake. I forget it. And that's what Mate, he I played for some horrendous football teams in my day where we used to concede goals in double figures because we were just, it was just, I, I can't even put it into words. It's just horrendously bad. I, I am terrible at remembering football scores. Maybe that's a defence mechanism, but part of it, because there was no was no use to me. Knowing the score as a goalkeeper is a, is a useless fact because it shouldn't impact your performance other than whether you're time waste, whether you're looking to time waste, or whether you're not looking to time waste, and that's what when you look at like the, the genuinely elite players have the ability to go. Oh well, fuck, never mind. What's the what? What's the focus? And particularly for this game, the focus remained the same whether we were one goal down, whether we were two goals down. To be honest, whether we were three goals down, because the 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 crux of that game was always going to lie in our ability to stick one in the back in the back of their net. I think it was it was it would have been mental, and I, and I'm glad it felt like our game plan after half an hour was simply to cling on for ninety minutes, which worried me tremendously. Um, but you know, the, 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 we knew what the game also, plan was. Just going back to you mentioned the mentality of this side and, and how strong you think it is. And I think about the ups and downs of Liverpool's season, you know, and and the losses along the way in Phil Coutinho and and obviously bringing Virgil Van Dijk. And I know, I, I'm trying to kind of compare it to Manchester City, and they had about ten months even going back to the last season where the losses that they took never meant anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? They had one a, a few weeks ago in the FA Cup, which did mean something in fairness, but they had about 10 months where they were incredible. And I wonder whether this side got a little bit overconfident and they've not had to bounce back in the same way because they've not had those debilitating losses like Liverpool have had. Yeah. And we've come back from it stronger. And what you've seen now in this last week is they haven't been able to come back from the loss. Three losses on the bounce <coughs> for that team and yeah. that squad and that manager 
manager and that yeah. side isn't good enough. But I wonder whether if they'd had a few more tougher games that they have to sort of fight through or a big loss to it, like a Tottenham or like, you know, the way City beat us, does that squad learn from it? Does it get better because of it? Have they had it too easy for too long? They've been the victims of their own success exactly. to some extent because you're right, as they, they just stormed this league. It makes you wonder. And it, it, I think it, you know. Let's take that point as true for the sake of for the sake of the uh, for the sake of the conversation. I think it harps back to that game between us and them at the Etihad, and I think them so categorically smashing us off the park was a big turning point in terms of the conference. I think they will have looked at us as one of their biggest, if not their biggest, rivals this season. And to be to win it so comprehensively, I think they lost a bit of the con. They they will they will have because it's not their job to see the context that game. Like we're talking about elite mentality, it's not their job to think. Well, if managed there on the pitch, we might have lost that. That's not how you. That's not how you think. That's not a winning mentality to think that way, is it? Um. So I think they have. I think they've. Do you you're right? I, I I totally agree. I, I, I think this, didn't this think about it in other sports. I think about you know. For my opinion, the greatest tennis player of all time, Roger Federer, the absolute battles that he's been in down the years, Nadal's one of the best ever, the battles that they've been in, and that's what makes them great, is to be able to come through these five-set matches and go down by you know two sets to nil and come back and win these games. Yeah. Manchester City haven't had that. They've yeah. gone a goal up, they've gone two goals up, they've gone three goals up, they've gone four goals up, and they've won. Yeah, and it's because no-one's had the bollocks to take it to them, and the teams that have taken it to them this season have, have gone gotten something out of it and it's it's mad how just to spin it back to last weekend and we talked a lot about Jose Mourinho has basically set up blueprints for out of out of ruin Liverpool season for a for a number of years. Like, you know, that the whole park the bus kind of thing like always seems to come at a time where Liverpool have got a really great way of playing and he comes along and goes, Yeah, no, this is how you stop them, everyone. Don't be buying into this bollocks. Here's how you stop Liverpool. <laughs> Fuck off, Jose. But he, he went he went to the Etihad and for the first time he took our blueprints and went well, this isn't working, right? I'm gonna try. I'm just gonna try and go. I'm just gonna try and go for it. And if if the team that everyone's been maligning and and unfairly so because Man United have got some tremendous attacking talent in that team, but if that the team that everyone's been saying can't play attacking football and plays really boring football can can pour it on against that, then it, it just opened the it opened the floodgates, didn't it? And I I said I couldn't see City losing three games in in a week. Now you can see four. Uh, yeah, I absolutely, absolutely, and and I, I, have we even lost back to back games under Jurgen Klopp? You know, uh, we certainly haven't lost three, three back to back. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that we have. But the um, please, please, if you, if we have, do I mean feel free? You know, I, what? I think I, just say, I think the stat is caps lock and basically just finger shout at me uh, with the example where I'm wrong. That's that's basically that's what YouTube comments is for. I've got a feeling I've heard this one before and it's he hasn't lost back to back Premier League games is Klopp's one. Now I can't remember the losses, so I'm assuming the fact that I remember it with the words Premier League it means he might have in different competitions. Okay. But sure. I shouldn't have said nothing because now you're all gonna correct me instead. So engage caps lock and and, and, and yeah, do the puppet thing. Do the puppet thing. Do the do the YouTube puppet dance. Um, yeah, I I, I I loved it so much. And what was great about it is that like the pep thing obviously had no impact on us. And it was we. It was just a nice little little spark. Oh Pep, have you messages come through? Pep Guardiola's been sent off. Have you Pep Guardiola's been sent off? Has he? Has he? Yeah. What for? Amazing. Absolutely. Losing his shit. He did. And and you know what? What's mad? I want to talk about Raheem Sterling. Um, we've been saying look, since he left the club I, I, 
I'm going to put this out there once again. I think Raheem Sterling's a tremendous footballer. Yeah, I think he's great. Yeah. And, I, and as much as I've got no great love for England, I would really like him to turn up in the in the World Cup. I'd like him to be England's best player because I think look, England could do. I, I I like the fact that everyone hates Gareth Southgate, and even that even the most vocal of England biffs just bought into it. I feel like anti, I like becoming a bit like. You know me. I, I I don't like cool things. I like things when everyone says something's uncool. That's when I start to like it. Um, so I wouldn't mind him turning on turning on at the World Cup. Like, but he, we've been saying he, he he's due a performance. I think he put that performance in. I thought it was brilliant yeah. last night. I, I think it was in every sort of facet of his game. You know, obviously he gets an assist early on um, because of Van Dijk, but he puts him under pressure initially to uh, to, inf- to force the, the esta- to force the mistake, doesn't he? But you know, winning the ball back, sliding it, almost Bobby Firmino in the way that he was attacking our players who were running forwards from behind. And he like Lalana's great at this or was great at this. Is that little jump to get in front of the man and just get your body in front and then you're sort of pulled down. Yeah. Um, he was doing that. He was everywhere. He was playing as a almost as a well as a ten, but up front, not the ten that we've come to know yeah. uh, behind the striker. And I just thought he was brilliant. And Liverpool really struggled to deal with him. Sp- certainly first half, um, it felt like he was trying to prove a point to Pep Guardiola about last week. Yeah, is what it felt like. Yeah, abs- not to absolutely. Liverpool, which is interesting. In no, itself. no, and I, I, fair play. And yeah, he put in, he put in, he, and he did all the things that you meant to do. The things that people absolutely detest Ali Ali for. You know, he was, he was a snide. He was, you know, he was, he was just trying to. He was doing all the all the dark art stuff as well. But he was putting a shift in and all that. The the the, the real great thing about that is that he's finally turned up in one of these games, and they got beat anyway. Yeah, five one. On aggregate. Yeah. It's nice um, um interestingly, I can't think that he had a shot though. I can't think of one effort that he had. He did a lot of his work deeper, didn't he? Mm. Um sort of looking to bring players in and you know, he's been he's been on fire this season. Obviously he missed a few chances against Manchester United because he I think I think he thinks the goal's about six foot bigger than it is. Um <laughs> it's, it's it's just it, it is what it is. It is what it is like and yeah. He's a good player, man, and he will be. He'll be one of the best players in the world in a couple of years. I, I, when we were talking about Carries before, I forgot to mention the thing that I really liked about Carries' performance. You, you teed it up, and then I never, I never took the opportunity because you don't like cool things when they're presented with you. You want to wait until they're not cool. <laughs> I can't help myself. Um, it was the fact for start how aerially dominant he was. Now he gets himself into a little bit of bother with the punch that leads to the to the offside goal. <laughs> offside goal. Um, <coughs> how many times he claimed stuff to completely just negate the situation, take all the pressure off and give us a real lift. But what did he do every single time that he claimed the ball in the air? He fell on the floor with it. He fell on the floor with it. Loris, can we have a round of applause for Loris Carrius? Loris, take a bow, mate. Take a bow. Fa- fantastic. Love it. Absolutely love it. It's just that, just to take it and then the slow motion into the chest down on the knees, Crumpled. down on your front, safe as houses. It's my ball. You can count to five all you want, ref, but no referee in the world is going to count five or six seconds when you're on the floor for five or six seconds. It's them five plus the other five to ten that you get with the ball in your hands. Magnificent, magnificent, snide goalkeeping from Loris Carriage. In addition to all the goal kick stuff, I absolutely love that. Loved it so very, very, very much. Um, what did you think... What 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 were your what were your true highlights of the of the of the night? It doesn't necessarily need to be 
goals or whatever. Is there hey, you, really... you kidding me? It's the goals. It's the goals. <laughs> it's of course, it's the goals, Paul. I mean, it's Mo Salah. It's Mo Salah sitting Otamendi down and chipping it over him. It's Mo Salah being there to pick up the pieces of what should have been a pen that wasn't going to be called a pen. It's Roberto Firmino nicking the ball off Otamendi and then literally getting his snooker cue out and placing one in the corner pocket. Like <laughs> that's what he did. And of course, it's the goals. Of course, it's the atmosphere. I mean, yeah. it was. You know, we talked about this last week about the atmosphere at Anfield and how I like the atmosphere at Dortmund more for the way that you go and win the game. And there's nothing sweeter than being so nervous and so het up for 45 minutes and under the cosh to come back and win a game of football like that. So the atmosphere was like, if we just scored the first goal, it would have been great. Yeah. But because we conceded the first goal, our first goal, the reaction was so much better. Yeah. Because it would have been like, yeah, we're done. Oh yeah, yeah, no, but I completely agree. With to that. be nervous, to think you, you, you know, this could happen. Shit, what am I witnessing here? These lads need to stand up and then get the goal. You know what it was? We talked a bit about this in the build-up about like the um, doing things the hard way. The Liverpool. We've been saying this for years because there's I have this theory that there's if you're over the certain age, if you're over the age of forty or mid thirties, or yeah, forty probably the age now because we're mid thirties and I don't fall into this category. Over the age of 40, your Liverpool way is just to be boss and just win things. Just be dead good and, and win things. Of our generation, which is like mid-30s to sort of mid-20s or maybe whatever, it, it's the, you turn up and win things, but you, my God. <laughs> they make you work, work for it. it like you <laughs> work for it. So it's like, it goes all the way back to, for me, it goes all the way back to the, the UEFA Cup final and having to win it with a, 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 an own golden goal um, to, to take us through it. Absolute, absolute agony of all that. You know, that's how we're winning, winning the League Cup on, on penalties. The Arsenal game being battered off the pitch by Arsenal and to come back and win it. So, and that's that set the kind of tone for his. Whereas the Liverpool, I think of the, if you're if your age between like, maybe 20 to whatever, younger, Liverpool just go out, make it dead difficult and then completely catastrophically fuck it up at the end. <laughs> yeah. um, this was... On the scale of things, from glorious Liverpool to glorious failure Liverpool, it was near the middle, but I think it was more towards glorious Liverpool of, of centre in this regard because we did make it difficult. That first half was absolutely unbearable. It was unbearable. I, I, I have no idea how I managed to sing as much as I did. It was just an, it was an involuntary reflex, and Alela is very simple to sing as well. Um, but the fact that I, you know. I, we had that. It added to the drama. The fact that basically we turned up in the second half, and the fact that we won the game, is Liverpool of even ten years ago might have left that to like the eighty ninth minute. Yeah, like even Liverpool two years ago, we'd have left that to a last minute Virgil Van Dijk header or something. But the thing is, this way we show drastic improvements, and there's so much to take heart from. Is that we could have made that even harder. Yes, we rode our luck, but the fact that we just, second half, we come out and went, well, that's not going to get any harder. <laughs> Let's see if we can make it a bit harder for them. And then not just making it difficult, literally going and killing the tie-off with not one goal, but fucking two goals, beyond all doubt and reason, with, with a comfortable amount of time left on the clock. Nice. Amazing. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. And listen, I, I read a really interesting piece by Sam Maguire. I know he's a subscriber to the website. I'm not sure if he listens to the podcast. But he did something about like the tactical tweak that uh, Jürgen makes. And now everybody thinks Jürgen Klopp is just this man motivator type of a manager. And he, he uh, what's the right word? He thought that 
it was our ability to pick up on when Fernandinho was transitioning from defence to midfield uh -huh. that won us the game last night. It was a really, really interesting piece. It's on Football Whispers. Go and check it out. Like, um, And it was about making sure that we, when Fernandinho decided to transition from centre-back to defence midfielder, this is how we get the first goal. He steps out and then we play the ball in and it's absolutely brilliant. And Jürgen Klopp makes changes during games and nobody really picks up on them mm -hmm. apart from maybe Liverpool fans because we obviously watch it so people from the outside looking in can say oh look you know Pep Guardiola this and Pep Guardiola that and Klopp just he just he just rings the most out of these players he's just so much more than that and this team is so much more than just the counter-attack inside this team is so much more than just three forward players this is a team yeah full stop yeah no, absolutely. It's interesting. We've got a, a few tweets that come in, and one of them is mentioned. I asked people to send in uh, topics, questions, or just favourite moments from last night. And LFC Connecticut actually says Klopp's adjustment, moving Salah up front first half. The uh, genie shock battle life after half time. Robbo and Trent. We haven't talked about Robertson. Let's do that next. Uh, City fans beating up an LFC fan in the stands. Yeah, I know it was that. That's the thing I don't. I, you know, I don't like to see from the, the footy. From perfectly honest, hopefully that doesn't get um, dragged up too too badly. Sadio Mane underrated. Always appreciated. Did well to keep his uh, self control while being shoved. Yeah, as, as as mentioned earlier, Andy Robertson. We've talked uh, on the final way. We talked extensively about Trent Alexander Arnold. We talked about Genie Wijnaldum. We talked about James Milner. We talked about the centre-halves. We've now just covered the goalkeeper. We've talked about Salev. But Andy Robertson is literally and maybe to some extent Oxide chamberlain is the only player that we haven't talked about. We had a, a brief conversation about Oxide chamberlain I thought he was fine, but I don't think there was, his performance was so great that it, it warrants a massive discussion. But Andy Robertson, Chris, I thought, again, and I, we're going to have to stop saying this soon, probably next season, there's the £8.5 million from relegated Hull, Scottish lad, when, let's be honest, with the greatest of respect to the country of Scotland, which is a tremendous country, um, its football team it has been dire for a very long and its quality of football has been dire for a long time there were moments in that game in a massive crunch Champions League game if and if and I think it'll be it'll be underwritten a touch outside of Liverpool because because it's a Premier all Premier League clash if that was Real Madrid and it might well yet be between now and May that he puts that performance in against people would be absolutely lauding it. The confidence, the talent, the determination. He he possessed everything that Liverpool needed at both ends of the pitch. Yeah, he did. And it, for me, it was all of those things, plus his, plus his understanding of when to go and when to stay. And I think I'm, I, I, I think I'm right in saying, was Moreno's mistake against Arsenal at the beginning of last season from one of those transitions where he ran forwards too early? Yeah, was it like it just was it goes in and and Lallana and it breaks down in the midfield and, and Moreno's too gone. Far up the pitch, yeah. And Robertson had, doesn't make those mistakes, and that's the difference. He's a great tackler of the ball, he's got heart, he's got determination, he can whip a good ball, and we know all about his engine. But you're not talking about the brain. Yeah. And nobody's talking about his brain and his understanding and his positioning is absolutely second to none at the moment. And, you know, I don't know whether that's because he's got Virgil van Dijk. I saw an interesting tweet from Matt Ladston uh, from This Is Anfield saying, I wonder what happens to Robertson if Moreno doesn't get injured in December. That got me thinking about it. But Robertson's brilliant across the board. Like. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. 
interestingly enough, before we crack on, I want to uh, take a few more tweets from people and talk a little bit about Liverpool's potential opponents in the semi-final. But Chris was lucky enough to sit down with Jamie Carragher this week. Yeah, it was. The right. man, the legend, back in front of camera exclusively for us, which is great to see. Um, and he actually talked about the full-back stuff, which I thought was really interesting. It's going to be a subscriber-exclusive show. It is. Um, very much highly recommend it. Here's a little clip for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I, I just think a massive thing is, is fullback positions. It really is. Now, I think when you've got a defensive manager, because at the end of the day, your two centre-backs don't move. You've got a, an attacker manager or a defensive manager... You, People say, oh, centre-back's coming out with the ball. You don't, maybe you've got three at the back. You don't see centre-backs maybe doing what Hansen did. You, you just see you do that. It doesn't really happen. I think a lot depends on your full-backs and the positions they take up. Now, when I played under Cooley, I was a full-back. I was a defensive full-back. So your defence isn't very, really getting exposed. No one can really get in behind you. But OK, you're not doing as much maybe going forward. That's what it is. And I think players, more managers who like to play with the ball or attack or see... They see the fullbacks as wingers at times, which is not a problem. I just think the big problem is when you have two fullbacks going at the same time. I think teams who concede goals, I think you could always look. I always seem to. I always like to look at sort of the fullback positions they take up because I think if you have a back four and they don't really move, I don't care whether they're the best defenders in the world or the most average, you can have a good defensive record really. Uh, but it's, the top teams have to get the balance right. You can't keep everyone back because you won't score enough goals to, to win what you need to do. And I just think since that Tottenham game, Liverpool and Klopp, I think we've got the perfect balance right now where we, we look solid, but we also look like we've scored plenty of goals. Yeah, if you want to listen to that full interview, do go to theredmentv.com and sign up. Absolutely belted. Great to take the time out, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he, he was so good. Like, um, 
it's great to meet him first and foremost properly. Uh, the fact that we had sort of 25 minutes with him talking everything from like 2001 through his career to this Liverpool side to Virgil van Dijk, Karius, what those pieces have made to this Liverpool's defence, how this team's performing and what makes a, a sort of elite side and the difficulties to get to get the balance right between an attacking side and a defensive side. I mean, he's got it in sight. He's one of the best analysts in the country. And I got to sit down for 25 minutes and talk to him and you get to listen if you want. Do it exclusively for the Redmen TV. Um, we're actually going to be with Jamie Carragher again next week, aren't we? Yeah, we are. He's doing a, a ladder 23 night at the Titanic Hotel on Thursday next week. I think it's the 19th of April. Um, all raising funds for the 23 Foundation, the Firefighters Charity. Uh, the two, uh, sort of the Foundation and the Firefighters Charity have come together. They're selling tickets for the event. There's raffles. There's all kinds of stuff. Dan and Farley's going to be there, comedians. Jamie Carragher's going to be telling stories. We're going to be doing a live show mm -hmm. from there. You'll be able to see Jamie talk about uh, what he's going to talk about. You're going to be able to see Dan and Farley. That'll be Thursday evening. Look to us, look for us to go live around anytime after eight o'clock, uh, and then we'll have a, another video where you can, if you can donate. Then you could, then we'll have a link for you to donate to these two wonderful causes. Amazing, yeah. So do keep tuned to the Redmen TV social accounts at the Redmen TV on Twitter. Is always a good place if you're not following us on there. So Chris, yes, through to the semi-finals, glorious, glorious Liverpool. At time of recording, the second round of the quarterfinals haven't been played as yet. We know that us and Roma are in the hat. It seems likely, although you know, yesterday it seems likely that Barcelona would be there that Real Madrid and Bayern Munich will be joining us in the semi-finals. We you know you I think you said Roma is that right that you, you Roma would be your, cho your yeah, team of choice. Yeah, I think I think so, yeah. I mean, listen. I I'm scared of Real Madrid in this competition. Mm -hmm. Um I like the story and the narrative of Klopp going back to Bayern Munich with this Liverpool side and yeah. sticking it to them. I think that would be a great story. I kind of just want to get to the final and you know as great a side as Roma are, and they are great because they're in the semi-finals, mm -hmm. Paul, and they've, they've done what they did to Barcelona, I just think they're the worst of the three. Yeah. It's quite honestly, yeah. no other reason. The thing for me is that I I want to play Real Madrid because... <coughs> I want to play Bayern Munich and I want to play Roma, to be fair. The, one of the, I, I, but I'll talk through me thinking on the, on the others. I want Real Madrid because I don't want them in the final. Because I just think, particularly a side that's won a couple on the bats. Now the odds of them winning another one are significantly reduced, of course, because that very that just never that never happens, never, never, never. Um, so there's that, but it's all the people who are mainly fans of other clubs whose immediate reaction to us knocking City out was, yeah, well, insert by Real Madrid player names, Ronaldo, Bale, and Marcelo, and 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 Cruz, and Modric will, and Isco will 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 absolutely not use everywhere. Ha 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 ha! And it's like, will they though? Maybe, maybe they will. Maybe Real Madrid will absolutely knock us senseless if we do get them at any point in the remaining competition. But I want, I I I want us. We we haven't had Man City's a big test. Let's be let's be let's be clear on this. And I think Man City are probably. I think Man City have the ability to beat Real Madrid. I think they're, they're there or thereabouts. All the teams are there or thereabouts. But because they're that massive scout and because it's that big test and because we've got that story of them just being miles better than us when we played them under Brendan Rodgers, I, I'm excited if we were to get Real Madrid because I would love nothing more than to wipe the fucking smirk off Cristiano Ronaldo's face in 
front of millions of people watching around the world. That goes for other teams, but I, I don't. I think it's the most true of Real Madrid. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we've had to put up with that smirk for many, many years now, and we've had to look at it closer uh, in the past when he was at Manchester United than he is now. But for me, and listen, Ronaldo is one of the top two players in the world and has been one of the top two players in the world for the last fuck, 10 years or whatever. Feels to me there is a change in the guard. Mm. It feels to me like Mo Salah's catching up there and it feels to me like Mo Salah would like to wipe the smile off Ronaldo's face mm. more than me. Yeah, and that says something. And you know what I like, and I don't know whether, I don't know how the voting of it works, to be honest, and people watching might be able to put, set me straight on this, but... Could Mo Salah win the Ballon d'Or? Yeah, he could. Of course, he could. That's one of the reasons Messi's, you know, Messi's out of the competition. I think he already should. Okay. Um, you can look at the goals if you want to just look at goals. And Ronaldo's got forty at the time of recording, and um, Salah's got thirty nine. But Salah's doing this in a Liverpool side that are currently third, probably on to finish fourth in the Premier League. Uh-huh who are probably overachieving in the Champions League. Yeah. Ronaldo's done it at Real Madrid for with everything that they've yeah. got, with a team that's completely been built around him for the last, I don't know, eight, nine years, however long, however yeah. long he's been there. This is Salah's first season. Yeah. This isn't a team that's that's been... <coughs> it, it might be built around him now, Yeah. but that wasn't the plan. Yeah. You know, Mo Salah wasn't brought it's in as the most expensive player in the world yeah. to build the sides around yeah. for the next decade. Yeah. Mo Salah's done more this season than Cristiano Ronaldo has. Yeah, I think it's for his side. I think Ronaldo is, you know, look, he had a, a terrible start to the season. I think he's kicked on massively. Obviously, his goal return in, in, in the second half of the season is absolutely unreal. And what a player. And that goal, the overhead kick through the week is just out of this world. That's, you know, that is as good a good a goal as anyone can score in football, in the history of football. But you're right, I think there's something there's something to that. And, you know, maybe, maybe we would, maybe we would come unstuck and maybe there is a part of me that just thinks if there's an, if, if it's an easier route to the final, then a, a Roman. But if you're only going to face Real Madrid in the final anyway, you're going to have to beat them. And, and then you've got the decision of is it easier to beat them over two legs or one leg, blah, 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 blah. If you want to win the Champions League, you've got to beat the best. And for me, there's that thing of there's so much, it's just so tasty that I... I if we got Real Madrid in the semi-finals and we could get past Real Madrid, I mean, I've already, I don't, I don't think we should fear anyone now because we got past Man City. But you're then looking at Bayern Munich or Roma in the final, and the and you must you'd be walking ten feet taller. And not that I think Liverpool would fall foul of arrogance or overconfidence or anything like that. Because I don't think they could. I think we we're, we're, we're very well disciplined in that regard. But it would be such vindication for how we play it would make the final so much easier for them for them to for them to get people on side because I think how could you not be bought in to what we're doing if you not just to make a European final but to make it having beaten what the the champions of Portugal the champions of England the holding the reigning European champions and the, the club with the biggest amount of wins in the competition ever. Exactly. And for probably a, a long time. Yeah. That's the case. And I just think what if, if Liverpool do that and they stride into the final, I think that's the one where that is the route that gets Liverpool the most fans along the way as well. And people might say, We don't well, what do we want fans? 
Liverpool should be at the pinnacle of European football and there's a knock-on effect. And whether, you, whether you like it or not, I, I like it because I think I want Liverpool to be the biggest club on, on earth. And the only re- way we're ever going to be able to compete with Man United and Real Madrid, etc., even though not Real Madrid because they're bankrupt bank, bank by country, um, is to be the biggest and the best. You know what I mean? And to, and, to dra- and to drive up those revenues and revenues are driven by success and silverware and all that kind of stuff that follows it. I think if you knock Real Madrid out in the semi-finals, you are the people's club of you know of choice effectively going into the final if you come up against Bayern Munich the world is on our side going into that game because you've got the fact that Klopp lost to them in the final uh, under Dortmund we're the sweethearts of, of of the competition because Bayern Munich are expected to do it because Bayern, Bayern Munich piss their league every season I think we go into it and I, and I just I, I just love this crest of a wave idea of doing it that being said I will take Absolutely fucking anything because I, I'm just I'm so pleased to be there. But Bayern Munich taught me through. Spin me a yarn, Chris. We get Bayern Munich in the draw on Friday yep. in the semi-finals. What do you feel? I feel like we smash them. Really? I feel like we smash them. I do. And you might say that's naive. You might call that deluded or whatever. I don't fear anybody. <laughs> Sorry, just to clarify, this is a Liverpool podcast. We are entirely within our rights to think that Liverpool are the best thing on the face of planet Listen, Earth. To yeah, a fault. Jürgen Klopp will be looking at it, uh, Arsene Wenger and Arsenal, and what they've done against Bayern Munich, and going, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Um, and he, he knows... Go, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, Alex, what, tell me everything that you did, and it'll just be a big whiteboard of, do not do this, and it'll just be a, a checklist of everything that Arsenal did and don't do that. Yeah. I just think that the story would be absolutely fantastic of Klopp going back to Bayern Munich. This is a this is a coach that I think Bayern Munich want, um, and I think Bayern Munich might need as well because you know too many times over the over the, the course of the, maybe the last decade or maybe even more, Bayern Munich haven't been able to replicate what they do in the league when it comes to crunch time because. I don't know whether they rest on their laurels too much. I don't know whether they find it too easy in the league. But I don't think Jürgen Klopp lets them get away with that if he's their manager. And Jürgen Klopp will know how Bayern Munich want to play. He'll know exactly what their fans are going to be like. He'll know the the areas that you need to train in. He'll know the city. He'll know all these little bits and pieces. And that'll give us a little bit of an advantage, Paul. And I just think he, he will get the best out of Liverpool against Bayern Munich. I actually want Real Madrid in the final, and I know that sounds mental because yeah. you're going up against <coughs> the most storied European side in history. I just think we can do them over one leg. And for me, watching the way they took apart Juventus away, it was scary. Yeah. And I've seen Real Madrid, Real Madrid do that to Brendan Rodgers, Liverpool and Anfield. Mm-hmm. Same scoreline, I think it was actually. Um, I'd rather face them in one leg than two. And I'd, I still want to. I'd like. I'd still like Liverpool to go into the final being the underdog. Yeah. And a massive underdog at that. It is interesting. I, I think you're, you're right. Also, I guess there's a degree to which Liverpool get Liverpool were to reach a final against Real Madrid. You it would be a, a, a David versus Goliath kind of situation, which I think does favour us very much. So, 
I just think that the problem is that with that is that Real Madrid is such a global superpower in terms of the support and all that. I don't know what I they wouldn't sell more tickets than us. No, I know we get more scousers get their hands on tickets <laughs> everywhere, mate. There's, there's there's definitely a nice bit of synergy. I think to particularly to having Roma or or Real Madrid in a European final. You know what I mean? There's there's there's, there's more yet more history to, to to hark back to in that kind of regard. I would be terrified of Real Madrid in in, in a final. Honestly, I wouldn't. I would again not relax is not the way because I would be I couldn't handle the two legs <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't fill my day uh, my head was so filled with these matches for a quarter final of the Champions League against a local team um I don't I, you know I, I would be I'd be a wreck if we got to a final again like but the I, I think I could I think I could handle because I think Liverpool I can see a world quite easily where Liverpool beat Bayern Munich or beat Roma it's just that Real Madrid in a European final thing is the like, but again, makes it all makes it all sweeter if you're able to get it over the line. So yeah, interesting stuff. I, the best thing about this is the ability with uh, the ability Jurgen Klopp has handed to us to to dream about yeah. this. You know, we've got a couple of days now until the draw is made. We'll maybe have a few days after it's made before we really it becomes a a real reality of what of what's happened. Um, so yeah let me know your thoughts if you're watching this uh, on YouTube in the comments below who do you want most and why um, in the semis and then of course when we progress to the semis in the final as well um, yeah a couple more quick tweets then before we wrap up Chris um, once they come up Gaj Mohan says team of Carragas versus team of Firmino who wins well it's I can't see Carragher kind of scoring many, so <laughs> a team of bobbies. Yeah, I have to agree with that. We'll take more of your questions next week. Yeah, a little bit of a, a thrown together, cobbled together show this week. But yeah, a absolutely incredible week. Absolutely incredible couple of weeks. I can't stress this enough. If you're watching this on YouTube and you're watching the free stuff, fair play to you. We're welcome. We're glad that you do. Um, if you want more and if you want to help to support the stuff that goes out on YouTube, please do go to RedmanTV.com. Sign up. Look, we're not begging. There's plenty of content on there for you. There's I'll the beg, exclusive... mate. I'll beg. I'm nah, not bothered. Fuck begging. There's plenty of content there. There's the Jamie Carrigan interview. I'm going to do an, a podcast with Andy Kelly this week, uh, formerly of the Liverpool Echo. We have got the stats and tactics analysis of Liverpool Man City. There's like pretty much three you've done on this almost at this point definitely two um we have got the final word show looking back at man city and we've got a red news roundup talking about uh Dybala to liverpool links and the fellaini to liverpool bullshit as well so if you need more go to the redmentv.com sign up it's free for the first month and then it's just five pound a month thereafter chris thank you very much it's been a pleasure thank you for listening welcome planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. 
Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.